So the impact season has already begun the spring 2024 season there have been but there are still many fantastic events still coming up and to help us get this overview we are now joined by impact curator Catherine adams welcome to hudson mohawk magazine hi zina thank you so much for having me it's great to be on with you yeah it's so wonderful you've already had a few really fantastic events i believe it was three um and there's a full season coming up because there's so many events, we won't be able to touch on like all of them and give them the attention that we want. But first, like, is there a theme this season that you've noticed? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to touch on that. So there's no explicit theme, but I do think there are some kind of interesting common threads across some of the programs. Um, I've noticed a lot of artists, especially the ones that I'm working with, are thinking about ideas of like haunting, like there's a program um, later in our season with a choreographer named Onye Ozuzu, who's thinking about how like architecture haunts the body and she's working with um, like digital media to explore how like a trace of a performing body might remain in the space. Very interesting multimedia work. Um, we have a couple of talks that kind of play on that idea. Um, so someone in Peli Gritzer is thinking about um, how um, AI might kind of tell us something about what art and poetry kind of give us in terms of meaning and kind of the way they construct a, a world unto themselves. Um, and he has played a lot with thinking about ideas of like a vibe, these kinds of like ambient aesthetics that we can't quite um, uh, explicitly name, but kind of stay with us, haunt us. So things like this, and there's there's other um, projects as well, I'll just quickly name like Lihia Lewis, A Plot of Scandal has a bit of that. Um, and actually several projects kind of, I think there's a little, um, yeah, crossover in, in that sense, this kind of interest in like technology as something that like carries past presences um, with it into the future. Yeah, the technology is such an interesting, I think a lot of people are having that conversation and really looking yeah. at the complexity of it. Like it's not only good and it's not only bad. Um, and so what does this look like and where do we need to be critical and where can we really embrace it and see it also bringing accessibility to a lot of people? And um, uh, so an event that MPAC and the Sanctuary is collaborating on, which we're very, very excited about, is the Theogene Cuthand um, series, event, which is one day at MPAC and one day at the Sanctuary. So I want to briefly touch upon that before we give the others a little bit of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a great event. Um, and as you kind of gestured towards, it emerges out of this collaboration Eye Ear Presents um, that is emerges from RPI and the arts department there. And then MPEC is a collaborator on that. So yeah, it's a great um, chance for us to kind of work with the sanctuary. Um, and the filmmaker that we're featuring is named Theo Jean Cuthand. And Theo is um, an indigenous artist and is interested in things like kind of queerness, how queerness expresses itself. Um, he plays with an idea that he calls queer. So some of his um, past films are about that. He's also quite interested in kind of um, forms of like eco ecology and um, both in positive and negative forms as you were kind of you know, talking about before thinking about extraction, but then also thinking about kind of like indigenous ecology um, in a future oriented way. Um, so at MPAC, that will be um, a screening and talk. And then, as you mentioned, the workshop at the sanctuary, 
one cool thing about Theo's practice is he also has done video games. So um, I believe that that may work itself into at least the workshop side and maybe also um, the MPEC as well, MPEC event. So as one of the curators, what is your process of seeking artists? Um, and what are some of the things that you look for in an artist? And I'd also love just like a little bit of your background in like as a curator. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I mean, I always think curating is such a multifaceted role. Um, I always think of it or like I like to say it's like a research based practice. So in addition to like, you know, all the organizational stuff that like we do, um, I, I really think of myself and I think my colleagues as kind of like mediators, like we work with production, but we also mediate to the artists, we, we mediate to the public. Um, and then in terms of selecting projects, um, I am constantly plugging into like different artistic scenes. You know, I, I do a lot of studio visits with artists. That's like a big research tool for me, like literally just like on the ground, like meeting people. Um, I try to see, like see exhibitions, see performances, seeing things live is great. Um, and sometimes even if one doesn't, like if I don't work with someone right away, it might start a relationship, et cetera. So that's kind of partly how I work is on the one hand, there's a lot of like in-person like presence with artists. Um, and then in terms of discovering new people, it's it's always like a process. Um, sometimes it's serendipitous, sometimes people reach out. Um, but in general, it's like a mix of kind of a more, let's say like not quite scholarly, but sort of like, you know, uh, almost bookish approach to research. And then that kind of more like hands-on kind of just being out and around and keeping like the antenna out for kind of new things. Um, and I think also, you know, I, I always try to sort of have a nice like broad array of types of projects. So, um, you know, I look for like, um, I, I think about a seat, like composing a season, you know, like getting a different range of of approaches, different um, perspectives. And sometimes th those might clash with each other, which I think is always interesting. So like people can see one project where an artist is critical of something and then in another, they, you know, a different artist might kind of use that technology, technology in a more like affirming way, you know, things like this. Um, my personal background is more, um, it's primarily in like the visual arts. But I also have always had a strong interest in performance and dance. And um, I personally trained as a dancer for many years. So I have like that, you know, personal connection. So I my a lot of my programming focuses um, in those two areas right now. So these the, we were kind of going over is just the range of things. And I, I want to touch on the experience of visiting MPAC and seeing these performances there. What are the different types of experiences that a visitor might have? Mm, that is a great question. Um, I mean, we pre present a huge range of projects. Um, so, and it's it's hard to generalize, actually, because part of what we always try to do is to really, like, you know, play around and experiment with formats. So, um, you know, oftentimes, in general, you know, we work by venue. So, like, when we bring an artist in, they're interested in working in a specific venue. Um, oftentimes, audiences will see the outcome of what is actually a longer production residency. So 
you may see that either as a work in progress, which gives you kind of a window into an artist's process, a little window into that production stuff that is often not so public at MPAC, or you may see something that, you know, is just kind of a one night event where we're bringing someone in um, from outside of um, of the area um, apart from production. So it's, it's, um, it's very hard to sort of give a, um, a, a format again, just because we, you know, we do many, many different kinds of projects. But I'd say that um, our sort of big uh, focus is really to, um, you know, um, mediate that production work through the public program. So that stuff that you know feels a little like esoteric or like it's not, you know, people don't know what's going on. The events are kind of where a lot of that gets gets through, and and you can kind of see a little more of like what's been going on while we haven't had um, events, yeah. So we have about two minutes left. Are there some other events that we didn't get to touch upon that you would like to highlight? Yeah, well, I think one one I'd love to mention um, in a briefly in more detail is the Lihia Lewis project. So that's a big dance work that's showing um, in February, um, February 16th and 17th. Um, so that's about a month away. Um, Lihi is an amazing performer. She's a really kind of um, experimental uh, mover. So she's a choreographer, but also very kind of theatrical, great sense of staging. And that'll be a great piece to see. It's very rare actually to see her in the US these days. So we're really excited to have her. Um, and while we're here, I'll maybe just mention a couple events we have this week too. So we have a couple of talks happening um, tomorrow and uh, Thursday. And this will rebroadcast on Wednesday morning, so it's at Wednesday night. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Yes. So that'll be, I guess, tonight and then tomorrow for those listening live. Um, and Marina, uh, the first talk on on the 24th Wednesday is Marina Rosenfeld, who will be sharing a bit about her residency work with us. She's doing some production now. Um, she works between sound and visual arts. And then um, the, the day after that, on the 20th, um, 25th will be um, a performance studies scholar who is thinking about um, movement and the ways in which um, dance works and choreography might kind of resist time, like and playing around with what, what that might mean and, and how artists think about time um, within movement practice. What a wonderful program you have coming up. Um... You. might be hard to memorize this. So where is the best way to get the most up-to-date information on what's coming to MPAC? Great question. So our website is great. Um, and I'll just, uh, that's mpac.rpi.edu. Uh, you can see our full range of programs. In addition to our kind of like curatorial projects, you'll see campus, you'll see research. Um, and all of that is generally fully open. Um, and then we also have like um, Instagram if, if you're on there, so you can follow our social media page. Um, I think it's the same impact, you know, underscore RPI. So those are a couple ways and newsletter also. So you can find us on a few um, different formats. Catherine Adams, what a pleasure to have you. And I hope that you'll come back to share a little bit more in depth about some of this incredible programming that is coming to MPAC. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back in the future too. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks, you too.